I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you serious? This is How To Kill An Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Right now, you're killing some time with me and someone else, who I will tell you about in just a moment. Um, but I should let you know, really, that we have got a website called howtokillanhour.com. Go to it. You can listen to this show. You can listen to previous shows, whatever device you've got. You can also check out our blog posts, which are all about the stuff's that we talk about in our show as well and people really like them just like uh, Leonard, Kim, Satish Patel, Mark Golston and also Ken Ratowski and Dennis Landis hitting us up on uh, the Twitter and also hitting us up via email as well thank you very much we'd also appreciate if you could leave a rating and review on the show to make it easy we've put a link in the description click that and get busy anyway today's show I'm joined by a fellow podcaster TV presenter extraordinaire filthiest mind out there as well i think it's probably the only person i know that's got a filthier mind than me please introduce yourself sir uh hello yeah i'm joe forrester hi how you doing you're right bruv i'm good thank you yeah i'm proud to i'm proud to be sharing a mental space with you how nice is it <laughs> not for the first time let's be honest though. not for the first time yeah we, we've been in the studio together before and it, it quickly descended from highbrow history conversation into absolute filth yeah, because you you do actually have a history podcast. Well, fuck it, let's get into the show. Kill a bit for this week is a podcast which Joe presents. But um, you're into history though, right? Like I find that really interesting. Yeah, so I like. I think the thing is, I went to university, I did history, and then the kind of thing when you leave university and you want to get into the media, you realise your history degree is absolutely pointless. So you sort of end up doing like you know doing all the showbiz stuff and movies and film and music and all that kind of stuff. And recently, I've come back to history with yesterday's news podcast. Wicked and, and and what's it about? I'm glad you asked. It, <laughs> it's about history. It's basically yeah. three headlines from this week in history. Um, so it can be pretty much anything. So in the last week we did uh, stuff about Oliver Cromwell's head. So after he was, um, uh, well, after he died, after Charles II was restored to the throne, he dug up Oliver Cromwell's body on account of the fact that he killed his old man cut his head off his lifeless body and then the head made its way around England and Europe for the next 300 years being hidden in people's houses um, the assassination of Gandhi we did things about um, a murder case in 1954 it's lots of variety it's basically stuff that's happened this week in history and some fun semi-offensive voices as well yeah but it's not do you know what it is Joe like let's be honest history is considered boring right mm-hmm. most of the time but you've made history unboring why why do we think history is so boring for starters i think the plan is right i've tried to what i've tried to do is make history 
sexy, right? Mm. So, like, if you watch Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is essentially modelled on medieval history. It's loosely modelled on the Wars of the Roses in the 15th century. And the problem is people think, they think history, they think old dude, glasses, sweat patches, leather bits on his blazer, like, trousers up to his nipples. It's just not like that at all. All the stuff from history, the stories from history, are so mad you would never think it's true. Things like um, Edward I, um, when this, he was besieging castles in Scotland, they would send an envoy out of the castle in order to try and parlay with him. In yeah. The way that he showed the Scots that he didn't accept the terms of their deal was he put the Scottish envoy into his catapult and fired them back over the castle wall. Mad stuff like that. It's like, that's not boring to me. Yeah. All this crazy stuff. It's all sex and murder and controversy. And I'm trying to bring a little bit of that into people's lives. Wow. Okay. <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. I mean, do you find it hard to to explain to people that history is fun though? Like when you... Because the, the podcast is like... And obviously there's a link to, in the show description. Click it. Have a listen. Without a doubt, it's interesting. It's an interesting listen. Simple. But... Do you find it hard to explain to people that things are actually his- in- exciting in history? Do you find that there's a resistance? People are like, oh, boring history. Yeah, that's it. The first thing is you've got to find a way in for people. And I think that's why telling them a story. So firstly, you subvert their expectations. So stuff like, for example, Oliver Cromwell's head. So that's the English Civil War. It's about the English Civil War. You think, oh, parliamentarians, roundheads. I've heard yeah, this somewhere yeah. before. Boring, boring, boring. When you go, actually, okay, after the parliamenta- uh, parliamentarian leader died, his body was dug up, his head was cut off, and then the head went walkies for 300 years. Wicked. That grabs people's interest. And yeah. I think also making it personal. Um, Stalin famously said, or didn't say, that one death is a tragedy, one million is a uh, statistic. So the thing is, when you break it down into facts and figures, it doesn't become real for people. But when you give them an individual story, this is what happened to this person on this day, I mm. think that brings it to life for them. Okay. And because you're young... Mm. Do you find that it's hard for people to take you seriously in history? Because I know most historians that I see mm. generally look like they're a bit of history themselves. Whereas you, <laughs> you've got no grey hair, you well, go to the gym, <laughs> yeah, there's a few girls chasing you around wherever you are, Joe. So like, is it hard for you as, a, as that young bachelor that you are, that, that, that metro male, yeah. to, to be over history and sort of be taken seriously i love i love the fact that you've channeled into my own self-image as well <laughs> um yeah sad, sadly i'll be spending this valentine's day with pamela Henderson for <laughs> and, her, and her four sisters yeah and exactly cousin thumbelina <laughs> but um but yeah i think it is kind of hard and the reason i'm doing this podcast is because i've done entertainment tv so i've done like lots of stuff with pop stars and things yeah. like that to be honest it's nothing i've never really been interested in it i like movies I like hip hop. Apart from that, Kardashians, reality stars, even yeah. pop stars, it's lost on me. I have to. I don't really know who these people are. So I wanted to make history shows, and I got told a couple of years ago, no one is ever going to let you make a history program because nobody knows you for history. You don't look like you can make a history show. So I was just like, right, I need to do something. Let's make a podcast. Yeah, wicked. Don't you love just proving people wrong? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck yeah. them. <laughs> um, right. So that's yesterday's news. And where can mm. we find that though? Where's the easiest way of us getting our hands on it? Apart from the link that you can click in the show description. Exactly. So it's on iTunes. Um, it's also on audioboom.com. So it's one of their regular featured podcasts. But also if you go to joeforrester.co.uk forward slash podcast, all the episodes are there. Yeah. And you're on Twitter as well. You're a bit of a banterific guy as well. I see you tweeting about the show. Yeah, What's your Twitter as well? Let's get that out there now as well. Yeah. A few lulls on Twitter at Forrester underscore Joe. Yeah, man. Wicked. You also do TV as well, though. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you um, it's What's Up TV, Sky TV show. What's that about? So What's Up TV is like a 
entertainment, magazine, arts and culture show. So I think if you look at it on the face of it, it kind of looks like a youth culture show. We do everything from um, pop stars and uh, movie stuff all the way down to serious issues and poetry. So I've done six series of it now. Um, it's currently on Sky One on Saturday mornings. Yeah. And I used to do a lot. I used to get sent to do a lot of the um, sort of celeb interviews and stuff. So I did um, Crepton Conan, people like that went and did um, Example. But then recently I've been trying to sort of do more of the the hard hitting stuff, I suppose. So did um, Talib Kweli and Akala and had some good stuff with them about politics and culture and that sort of thing. And on this series, um, I did quite a lot of very different stuff. So everything from um, a guy called Kenny Amaphidon, who was um, put in prison. He was remanded in jail in Felton Young Offenders for six months for murder. It transpired he didn't commit the crime, but basically spoke to him about what's it like being 19 years old or 18 years old, sat in a jail cell, facing 30 years for something you know you didn't do. And obviously the very nature of it, when you say, I didn't do it, everybody says they didn't do it. So he automatically looks guilty and trying to access what that mindset is like. And he now campaigns for other people who've suffered a miscarriage of justice. Um, I also did something about the care system. So how young people get into um, theatre and become positive members of society when they've been through the care system, through performing and through acting and stuff like that. Um, and also on this series, we've got Ellie Golding. So oh, fair a enough. bit different. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Just to liven it up a little <laughs> yeah. bit as well. Um, Okay, like, so do you think you want to do more stuff like that then in the future? Would you like to do more serious TV? Do you know what I've realised recently, right? You know, I always remember talking to my mum and like my aunties and stuff and they yeah. said, at a certain stage in your life, yeah. music stops for you. And it's like, music stopped in 1984 or music stopped in 1995, mm, okay? Mm. I realised quite recently that music may not have stopped, but it's certainly slowing down. Yeah. So for me, it's like, obviously, because I, I wasn't sort of around in the 80s and stuff, so I'm not looking back and I oh, weren't Bananarama great. But I certainly think like 2012, 2013, that was kind of, that was my era. And certainly like, if I'm if I'm getting ready for a night out, I'm going 50 Cent, um, Ja Rule, like all the all the early noughties, late 90s hip hop, yeah. like Oxide Neutrino. I met MC Neutrino in a bar, for example. Yeah. I was so excited. I was with a 23-year-old, looked at us both like we were mental. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think, I'm, yeah, I think I'm past the stage where I'm sort of properly pop culture and I'd like to do some, I'd like to do some stuff that actually means something to people. So I'm working on a documentary at the moment about homelessness and I think, because I walk past lots of homeless people every day, there are more homeless people in the UK than there ever were. London has the four biggest hotspots. Um, one in 25 people in the borough of Westminster, where the Houses of Parliament are, are homeless and that's a fucking that's a big that's a lot that's the most in the entire country and the houses of parliament there leicester square there that's where the west end is it's one of the richest most affluent places in the country but one in 25 people don't have a home um and most of those are sleeping on the street a lot of those people are addicted to drugs um or addicted to alcohol and have an incredibly tough existence and yet as a society we walk past those people every day and ignore them and i'm I, I don't want to solve that, but I certainly want to ask why and ask mm. why there's more homeless people than ever and if there's anything that can be done about it. And I'd like to make more shows like that that actually make people think a bit. Wicked. 
Nice. <laughs> Look out for Mr. Forrester, Joe, on your TV with that sort of stuff. Is that going to be a TV documentary, hopefully? Or are we going to f- Hopefully. Oh, so at the moment, it might be um, on an on-demand platform, which is on television. Right. Um, but if not, then it'll be online on quite a big website, hopefully. Wicked. Look forward to seeing that, man. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Um, I feel like a bit of a dickhead for saying this, but... <laughs> Unreal, ultra realistic sex robots is the first thing I have. Yeah, on my list of things to talk about mm-hmm. is it, there's no way of saying it, so I reckon we just jump straight <laughs> into it, Joe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, tech's evolving. There's new ways for us to do things like date, chat with our mates or somebody in Australia, and it's only right for sex mm. and the sex industry <laughs> to evolve with it as well. Um, sex robots and dolls have uh, developed to the point where apparently they can fall in love with you now. Right. Um, so launching in April 2017, Mac McMullen, the boss of cyborg brand Realbotics, is going to release a fleet of sex dolls that will be mind-blowing in bed, obviously, <laughs> but also um, fall in love with you or connect with you with mm. AI as well. Now, um, here's what Matt said. He said, the emotional connections are the foundations of relationships, and that's what we'd like to simulate with our robots. It's emotions which add the X factor to sex. I think two people can meet in a bar, have sex in the same night, and not remember each other's names and say, well, that was fun. But that's different sex than when you actually get to know someone and bond with them intellectually and emotionally. You long for each other, and maybe you wait for sex. It's the deeper connection we all crave. So... I don't really say, mate, are you, are you narrating the Fifty Shades audio? <laughs> 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 and then James. I, I don't know. I don't, I know and then Joe. Yes. It would be, and then Joe. That's what it'd be. Um, I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But basically, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into, into the AI behind how these are going to fall in love with you because I, I'm kind of imagining Siri straight away. But, mm. I mean... In terms of the advancement of sex dolls, do you think this is going to change the way that we date and stuff like that, or the way we look at sex? Because if, because let's be honest, it seems like technology is moving in the direction where these dolls are kind of looking as good as the real thing, and and hopefully feeling as good as the real thing. Yeah, well, if I'd just like to say that if I'm with a sex robot, 
I'm just in it for sex. I don't want an emotional connection. <laughs> like, I could, did you watch Humans, right? The Channel 4 program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think what every guy thought watching that, what every woman thought watching that was, oh, God, this is a real moral quandary. What every guy thought was, oh, definitely would. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd bang that. Yeah. Straight, yeah. What, Gemma Chan as a robot, yes, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see any problem with having sex with it because, I mean, it's it's a machine. But then... Also, conversely, I mean, I'm not going to believe... Because he said, oh, there's emotional connection and that makes the sex better. Mm. Yes, between two humans. Whereas if it's been programmed to fall in love with me and it has an algorithm or whatever that makes it fall in love with me, that's not an emotional connection. That's me projecting something onto the robot. Yeah. So yes, I'd shag it. No, I wouldn't date it. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it feels like maybe that's a bit... It's a bit of overkill, really. Maybe mm. just focus on making the dolls really good. You know, with all the right bumps and lumps in the right places. Yeah. Um, easy to clean for obvious reasons. Durable <laughs> as well. You want it to be durable, but maybe not the personality side of things. But would you, I mean, if it was completely realistic, like a completely realistic woman yeah. and incredibly beautiful and had everything, I mean, that a woman has aesthetically, obviously there's a lot more than that. But like at a very basic level, I mean, you might not ever leave the house again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think I wouldn't leave the house unless necessary and there'd be zero arguments. Yeah. There would be zero arguments because as soon if I mean if she was realistic mm. in my case it would be a female doll she was realistic and she started giving it mm. lip I'd power that bitch down. I'd press standby <laughs> straight away. You can shut the fuck up. Just let the battery run down that's it. Yeah. Yeah that's it right you want to give it want to give it lip fine no charge for you tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you at Christmas. But yeah no if, if that was me I'd leave the house to work if mm. I needed to to get some food but there yeah, I'd be I'd be banging my sex doll all day long. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, maybe this could be something... I mean, I feel like men might be slightly underserved in the sexual department. I mean, it's quite common in 2017 mm. for, a, for a girl to have a vibrator or two or three. Yeah. Maybe a little lipstick one in the handbag as well. Who knows, whatever. Fucking but hell. I don't feel like... Me, I don't feel like I can say, right, Joe, oh shit, we're going on holiday. Mm. I forgot my fleshlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I forgot my plastic vagina. I don't own a single sex toy. You're right. It's just, yeah. it's just been me and... Pamela Anderson in it for as long as I can remember. We're well underserved in that sort of department. Yeah, and the famous thing of sitting on your hands so it goes numb and it feels like someone else. I mean, that's the biggest treat you're going to get. That's effort as well. That's effort. <laughs> yeah. That's effort. But don't need any batteries. Yeah, yeah? that's true. Don't get, don't get caught short when it comes to batteries. So maybe we we need more development like this. Like, right, let's fuck off the um, personality side of mm-hmm. things, yeah? Sex dolls and uh devices for men to get off to i think we need more of those like i've got actually i've got a mate that's got a sex egg actually and it's not oh. uh, if it was me i'd say <laughs> it's some egg thing and he says he uses it and it kind of like goes over it over the top and it he says it's like a dream he says he says he'll, he'll never go back really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and they're available it. online available online <laughs> i mean let me let me go live google show sex no sex egg will bring up something else uh male sex egg what is it called? Because also an egg doesn't a sound... Tenga. Tenga egg. T-E-N-G-A. It's a Tenga um, masturbation toy. That's what it is. And a little egg. Hopefully for your mate's sake, we're talking the size of an Easter egg, not a chicken's egg. I mean, we're talking the <laughs> ostrich. It's an ostrich Dinosaur size. egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are a few things out there. But yeah, I don't feel like men are, men are served. I think you're right. I think, But I, th- I think the thing about these sex dolls is it's no different to a vibrator really it's just a machine it's yeah. just it's just an inanimate well not an inanimate object but it certainly doesn't think and it doesn't feel mm. but i mean the guy trying to sell it on the emotional front to me that's creepy it's a bit weird that you're gonna have a doll that says whatever you want and also i mean 
it could be something that kind of breaks down the the necessity for relationships like and you know i like to have a chat with somebody yeah everybody likes a bit of sex let's be honest yeah and if you don't fair enough but like um (laughs) well most people like a bit of sex but like i do like to have a conversation yeah i do like to have a conversation if i knew i wasn't going to get one out of a doll i'd be cool with it but you know, maybe if there's things like this, we might forget, like, in the same way that I feel like the generations now have kind of forgot what it's like to ask someone out on a date. You yeah. know, like going up to somebody like in a club, that doesn't happen as much anymore. Now, now yeah. you go on Tinder and you swipe. And if they swipe back, that's it. That's The ice is broken. You're in there. You can, you just don't fuck up from there, basically. Well, if you're trying to, and also if you meet someone in a club, I'm sad to say, you're trying to get them into an Uber. You're not, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not, you're not trying to arrange a candlelit dinner. And I do think that's sad. And I do think it puts like, because obviously as a young guy, I do think you get this certain mentality and I think I'm moving away from it as I get a little bit older. Yeah. You get a certain mentality. It's like, right, go to the club. Right, pull. If I'm not successful immediately tonight, it's a bust. And it's, that's not very romantic. Mm, mm. Ah, oh, man, it's all about the thrill of the chase. I mean, I had a great mm. time when I was younger. But anyway, if you had a spare 6K flattening around, do you think you'd cop one of these dolls? Because that's what it cost, six grand. I don't think, I think if I was to suddenly receive a windfall, I don't think <laughs> I'd necessarily spend it. But if I had that as pocket change, yeah, I'd have a couple in the house. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> a couple in the house. Yeah. Nice. Do you think we'll see full-on human-robot relationships then if things like this well, become the norm? Do you think there'll be guys walking down the street... Like, you know, Jeffrey, our neighbour, you know, across the road or whatever, walking down the street with his sex robot, Tracy. See, that's wrong, isn't it? Because what connects human beings is subatomic and it's chemical. Like, you know that thing where you come into somebody's, like, um, say you meet somebody... <laughs> come into somebody's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, through the letterbox, yeah. Um, but say you meet somebody for the first time and there's immediately that thing, you've known each other for three or four seconds, you think, this person is going to have some sort of impact on my life. Mm. Sometimes you just think... I know that I'm going to see this person naked. Like, you just have that immediate... Like, or you just think, I really... Re- without knowing anything about them or having even spoken to them, I know that I like this person. I'm interested in them much more than I am in most people. And they're like... I think the people that I've ended up dating long-term, I've known within three or four seconds, that that chemical, that exchange of pheromones and hormones and things, I don't think that can be replicated. And I think it's unhealthy for human beings to pursue it elsewhere. Oh. That's a very that's a very interesting <laughs> point, Joe. But all I really heard there was that you have a spider sense for nakedness. You, <laughs> yeah. you've, met, you've met someone and gone, I'm going to see you naked. Yep. Has that really happened? Oh, be seeing those soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we you you have like I I honestly believe like you have this certain connection with some. You meet them, and you think that well, it's chemistry. It's what yeah, people call yeah, chemistry. Yeah. But I mean, what that often translates to now in this in this promiscuous end of days that we live in is it often means you're going to see each other naked at some point yeah I wish I had said the thing about Uber as well sound like a right you sound like you know what you're doing you see someone going to see you naked going to call what are you doing calling an Uber (laughs) what (laughs) yeah I'm Joe Forrester don't think you've heard about me yeah Yeah. our driver's outside get in the van fancy being yesterday's news tomorrow (laughs) yes yes um Well, anyway, that wraps up this episode of of How to Kill an Hour. Uh, If you've liked it, Joe's going to be sticking around with us for a couple of more episodes. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time. I've been Marcus Bronzy. I've been Joe Forrester. Um, We're just warming up. I love it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.